So on this episode of Into the Unknown, I am joined by a, a very special guest, Dr. Jen Welter. Dr. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I mean, how could I resist? I think my life has been stepping in, into the unknown. So, you know, how, how can I not join you? I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, one of the things I like to do to just kind of kick off the show is I, I think one of the most important things is networking and getting to know people and you really never know how that might come up. And it makes me laugh. Uh, the way I was fortunate enough to meet you is actually through Instagram. I remember when I was at the College Football Hall of Fame, I had done an exhibit on women in sports, especially women in football. And of course, when we're talking about a subject like that, there's no way your name doesn't come up. And so I think that's how we first got connected. Absolutely. And, you know, I've done a little, a few things in football. So always great to connect. And, you know, for me, I tell anyone um, when you're trying to do something that hasn't been done, it's really important to lock hands with the people who are supporting you as you do it. And I think sometimes people forget that, right? Like, and it's great to have a great story, but if nobody knows about it, it's just a story. And to achieve maximum impact, we have to have storytellers. And so anytime I can support someone like you who's making moves in his own journey, why wouldn't I do that? Well, I really appreciate it. And it's one of those things I think when you see the desire from someone else that wants you to succeed, that all is just, I think helps, at least for me, it fuels me even more. Yep, it, it sure does. And, you know, there's the, there's a great saying that we use in football all the time and it's game recognizes game. And it doesn't have to be the same game for you to recognize somebody's heart, somebody's hustle, somebody's work ethic. Um, and when they're doing, you know, things for the right reasons. Let's jump into it. I want to know a little about a little bit about you. What's what's your origin story? That comic book issue number one. <laughs> the origin story of me would be a little girl who looked out on a football field and thought that the guys playing looked like real life superheroes, and just like any other little kid who looked at the football field and said, I want to be a superhero one day. Um, that's what I did. The difference was for me that that was the first place in the world that somebody told me girls don't do that. And it was such a weird thing for me, right? This was the sport that my whole town shut down for on Friday nights and everybody went and we cheered for them. They had the brightest lights, the biggest venue. And yet girls can't do that just because they're girls, right? Like it was kind of one of those things where you think back, like computer talk, like does not compute, does not compute. And it didn't destroy me, but it was kind of that thing in the back of my mind that just said, well, why can't we do that? And girls didn't play, you know, thankfully now they, they have a lot more opportunities than I did, but back then it really wasn't a thing. And so ended up being a great athlete, played a lot of sports, just not that one. And when I got to college, I found rugby for the first time and, you know, it was the coolest sport I'd ever seen, you know, and girls got to play it. And I was like, well, I'm doing this played all four years at college and then, 
you know, had yet another heartbreak. I made it to um, a tryout for the under 23 national team, at which point they basically told me I was too little. And I was devastated. I'd always believed from the little time, like from the time I was a very young kid that I had a destiny to be great in sports and to get so close and to not make it. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do next. I really felt like that had been my shot. And then I was playing flag football on weekends and got an opportunity to try out for a women's tackle football team, which at that time was known as the Mass Mutiny. Um, they are now the Boston Renegades. And it was, I'm definitely doing this. And when I made it, I made a promise to myself that I would step up to every challenge that the game put in my way. This had to be what I was meant to do with my life. And um, obviously that, that challenge to myself pay, paid off pretty well. For those of you who don't know, I ended up playing about 15 years of women's tackle football, um, won four championships, played on the first and second women's U.S. national team, won two gold medals, and then, you know, really was able to transition into the men's game, uh, was the first woman to play running back in men's pro football, um, then ended up coaching that team the following year, and then um, went on to become the first woman to coach in the National Football League. None of that was an easy feat, obviously. And I want I want to rewind a little bit. What drew you to rugby? Uh, so I'm a rugby player myself as well. I've been playing the last 14 years. And it's one of those things I'm always curious when I find out someone, and, you know, I, I know you played rugby, but to learn what, what made you interested in that. Was it just the, the contact and the, the equal playing field, if you will? Tackling. I wanted to tackle. Just tackling is the most fun thing in this world. I think every human should get the opportunity to tackle. I really do. I love I love that. I love that. that. That's a that's a great answer. Since you're a rugby player, I will tell you I was actually a prop. I, I was it. a loose head so, prop. So uh you know I was down in the trenches. I love it. So I played hooker the last 14 years. Uh fun fact actually my first time playing prop for a full game was the Saturday. So it was a whole new experience, a whole new world, uh, moving moving numbers a little bit, you know. Yeah, were you a one or a three? That's my question. I was a three. I was a three. So uh, the other side of you. Yeah, you would have been that. We would have been bookends together. Perfect. I love it. I love it. No, that's that's great. And you know, the rugby community has just brought so many opportunities. I I think well for me personally, I wrote my undergrad on early American rugby which turned into my master's thesis on college football stadiums in the 1920s, which turned into my opportunities at the College Football Hall of Fame as their curator and working with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's just, again, just how sports can create those opportunities that you couldn't even think were possible. Could not have even dreamt that they were possible. And look at you. I mean, uh, the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, I kind of want to turn – I want to turn the interview around a little bit. What was it like for you when, you know, there was some women actually in there for the first time? I absolutely loved it. It's just, I think, to be honest, with the rugby background, I had seen women compete at a super high level and just 
having the opportunity to put it in there and share that story and not that like it was a cliche, this is what we're going to do, but actually, you know, I reached out to Sarah Fuller and we were able to get her uniform from when she was at Vanderbilt. I believe her helmet and her jersey and the helmet was the play like a girl one. And I just, yep. I, you know, I love the opportunity. Absolutely. I think it's fantastic. And again, you know, there's, that's why we need good synergy, right? Because she could have done what she did and not have that opportunity, right? That took you going out and helping to curate and share that story. So, you know, I know that's important, not only to me and to Sarah, but to every little girl who could see that she could belong there. Um, and that was something I didn't have when I was a little kid. I really, I really appreciate it. So in in your life, everyone has opportunities. When you could go east, you could go west. And you took a path. Can you give me an example of a time you took a path not knowing the outcome and how it worked out? <laughs> That's been my whole life. Um, you know, I mean, football didn't have a way to monetize for women when I did it. So it was a bet on myself. And I think in life, we have to take those because what I realized is that I didn't want to ever, you know, wonder what would have happened if, what would have happened if I would have just, you know, tried out for that football team or gone for that national team or, you know, taken the journey to try the NFL or any of those risks, you know, yeah, they're, they're risks, but the wonder is worse. I think of the path not taken. There are a lot of things that didn't work out. I was at one point um, being recruited to replace Jillian Michaels on The Biggest Loser. And um, I remember like the highlight reel that's out there to this day um, was created for that because that's when you used to actually have to get somebody to make you a highlight reel, right? It's not like now where you can just do it on your phone. Like that was a real thing. Um, and I remember having it made because I was their pick and I obviously didn't get it or you wouldn't know me in, in this lifetime as I am today, but, and it was, and it was tough, right? Anything. And, and I want to be honest about that way. Anything you don't get hurts, right? And everybody asks about it if they knew about it. That's why I'm really quiet when I have things going on now. Cause I don't want everybody to ask like, Hey, did you get that? And you're like, no. No, I didn't. No. Nope. Oh, what happened? Oh, that's terrible. And you're like, oh, I already felt bad enough. And now I've got to disappoint everybody, right? Like there are more things like that in my life that I could tell you about. The highlights look sexy, but the lowlights are seriously tough. And yet we don't get to the to the highlights if we don't risk the lowlights. Um, and that's that's really what I would tell anybody. I couldn't agree more. You know, people don't see kind of those dark, the darkness. They don't see those rough times. It's, it is the highlights. And, you know, it's, I, uh, I always say, I appreciate those who are around or knew about things. And, you know, it's great to have that a team really, if you will. Yep. Absolutely. Anytime you can go into a situation with other people who are better than you at what they're not good at, do it. I, I never want to be the smartest person in a room. Now I want I might want to be the expert in what I'm the expert at, right? That that yes, but I want people to push me to be a better version of myself and for us as a collective to be way better than we would have been apart. 
I could not agree more. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I created this podcast and I didn't want to limit to just history or historians or just athletes or just coaches. And really, I mean, I was fortunate. I had my seventh grade social studies teacher on and we talked about what made him fall in love with history, which by, you know, by that virtue made me fall in love with history and really, you know, changed the course of my life. So it's, uh, it's really sharing those stories and that, that team aspect. I just love. Love it. That's great. And, and good for you for like showing that appreciation. I think, I think too often people that impact us may never know, right. Or they may never get to hear how much they meant. Right. And one of my, probably one of my greatest regrets in terms of people who doesn't realize how much he helped me um, would be Terry Glenn. And if you're a football guy, you know who Terry Glenn was. TG and I coached together at the Texas Revolution. And, you know, he gave me advice that really fortified me when I went to the NFL and everybody knew it, right? Like, and I told people, and I'm sure he knew to an extent, but I was so excited to give him my book um, because it framed part of it. And he passed away before I had that opportunity. And, you know, I think, you know, I hope he knows because he had his own struggles throughout his life, like we all do, but I hope he knows somewhere um, just how special he was to me and what a big impact he had on my life. And I, you know, I try and do a good job and I don't always, but, I try and push myself to include the strong shoulders that have pushed me to be who I am, right? Whether it be the the ones that everybody should know, which is my family, my mom and dad and my sister, just for the love and the understanding that they give me for being crazy or the teammates that I played with, with the Dallas Diamonds, who, you know, I still think are one of the best teams that no one knew about or all of the women who played on Team USA or or the men who, you know, gave me opportunities, it it doesn't work without those people and without that support. And too often I think we forget them, you know, but I'm a I'm a super loyal person probably to a fault at times because if you're great to me, I'm gonna try and be great back to you. Cause the rest of the accomplishments really don't mean a lot if you're a terrible human in the process. Completely agree. You you, you touched on it. So you, you're an author, I understand. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about your books? Yes. So my the first book that I wrote, Play Big, came out in 2017. Um, and that was um, a motivational take on my story where people can take, you know, learnings from it and apply it to their own life. Um, And, you know, it's a great book. I have a lot of people who it means a lot to. Um, I also have a kid's book series called Critter Fitter, um, which I came up with in the pandemic to try and help kids and families who were struggling. Oh, look at that. You got a copy. You you did that thing. I got a copy. Uh, I got a copy. I love it. I love it. Go ahead. Yes. And and that was to help kids and families who were struggling during the pandemic. and I just think through words, we can we can do a lot. Um, I've also written and contributed chapters to 
to other books like The Winning Ways of Women Coaches, um, which came out last year and I thought was just such an important book because a lot of the times the voices and approach of, of women in sports um, have not been as recognized or highlighted. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess I'm just good at putting words together at times. Yes, I, I know how that goes, and it's for me. It's funny because I don't think I realized I was good at that until I mean, I have one friend in grad school. She she read a lot of my papers, and she might argue uh, that I wasn't the greatest uh, writer, but. <laughs> Um, it's one of those things where, you know, you just find a, a, find a voice and find a way to get your story out there. And I love it. Absolutely. And that's, I think one of the most powerful things we, we have in this world is our voice, right? Um, there are opinions, our heart, our soul, and how we can communicate them, whether it's, um, in a one-on-one, -on -one, right? Some people don't like to communicate with masses, but your ability to communicate one-on-one -on -one or in small groups or in really large groups, like everything is about people, which means at the end of the day, we have to find ways to communicate with each other, um, whether it be something that happened in the past and we'd like to see repeated or wouldn't like to see repeated um, or emotions or strategies or those things. I just think finding that voice is a really powerful thing and, um, whether it be, you know, written or in music or one of those ways to convey information and emotion, um, it's pretty powerful. I cannot agree more. So my final question for you, title of the podcast, Into the Unknown. What's your version of the unknown? What are you stepping into? The unknown is my entire life. Um, as a first, one of the the biggest challenges is, you know, you, there's nobody to look at and say, I want to do what she did or, you know, Hey, that worked for her. Or I want to do this, or, you know, maybe I could be like her. And so I challenged myself every day to be the, the woman that I needed um, when I was coming up and didn't have, because there are places where I could have been bolder if I knew it was possible. And so you know, my life is, is a lot of unknowns. It is, you know, it is at all times trying to find ways to, you know, continue to innovate and lead from the front um, and draw strength from, you know, the people who are looking at me to instigate change. And that's, um, it's a, it's a huge opportunity and it's also a massive um, responsibility as well. I want to say again, the opportunity to just thank you for everything you've done for the game and, you know, women, men in sports, everyone in sports, everyone in football. And it's just, again, it was just an honor to talk to you. And I, I really appreciate it. Well, you keep doing what you're doing and you'd be a great advocate for people out there. And um, it's an honor to support you and, and your journey um, to share stories and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful to be here with you. Thank you. Have a great one. You too.